I feel like Ace wrote this in Japan or he's been there. It feels like he's been traveling around. So his use of the word kodokushi just seems inspired by that. Mm. Yeah, it could be. And for those who don't happen to know the meaning of that word, it's the phenomenon of, uh, it's, I think it's mostly centered in Japan, but it's the phenomenon of someone dying and people don't know because they don't have enough loved ones, essentially. They don't have any loved ones that would check up on them. Um, and uh, so they just die alone in their house. And then I guess eventually they smell and someone, someone finds out. They stop paying their taxes. Right. That's when it gets real important. Yeah. And so Ace talks about being the architect. He says, architect of my Kodakushi. And this is continuing on with his, he's such a loner. Like he um, doesn't seem to have any patience for interacting with people. Mm. He says, he's, I'm two unrubbed elbows well in the weeds. He's like way off somewhere in some kind yeah. of tangle and can't <laughs> seem to integrate with people at all which is odd because at the same time he's he's reaffirming that his anti-social tendencies while at the same time in this song describing himself as some kind of prophet for the for the people like he's mm. some kind of a leader it's a very social thing yeah and he talks about his troop in other songs as well not so, i don't think so much in this song but um there was one song in particular i don't remember the name of it but uh where he seems to be contrasting those two things. He has a posse um, talking about getting truth straight from the source. We get our, we get our water from the source directly. He seems to be talking about gossip, but it, there, there's that weird tension. Um, but yeah, I, I, I wanna pick up on what you said about uh, this, uh, like casting himself as a prophet of sorts. And I, because this is, I think, perhaps my favorite song in the album because he really, more than anywhere else, I think more than any other song I've ever um, perhaps uh, gotten into with him, he's really putting that out there and making that claim. Um, I mean, for one, the chorus, um, I told you, here they come now, you see them? Yeah, so it's like, a, it's like an I told you so, and here they come now is kind of ominous as well. And like, I told you this is gonna happen, you see them? And it's like, yeah, it's just a confirmation, like, yep. Um, and just above the, well, just before that first chorus, in any case, he says, um, that floating skull just won't shut up. So floating skull is obviously very ominous. It's on a business trip from the blow, from below the, the crust. So it's like this skull coming from hell on a business trip. Like it has something to say. Um, and then he says, y'all know what's up. Bad news from the black lung used to flatline. That shit is so last month. Um, I think he's used this term black lung before, um, although it's always been pretty opaque to me. But I think what he's saying here is like, okay, so if you have bad news, that, that flatlines. So let's just start with that. He says this bad news used to flatline. That would sort of imply that the news turned out to be false or not substantive or kind of useless. If news flatlines, it's at the very least very boring and probably just useless as well. Um, and so I think when he says that the bad news used to flatline and then that shit is so last month, although the lyrics here say the shit is so last month, I wonder, these lyrics aren't always correct. So now I'm actually, I'm not sure. So it's either that shit is so last month, which would imply, that's what I thought he said. And that would imply that the news flatlining is last month, which sort of then implies that this bad news, this ominous stuff <laughs> that news is no longer flatlining. We're, we're in the bad shit now. But 
but maybe it's the shit is so last month. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. Did you hear it as either way in particular? I don't recall. I, I don't see much of a difference between the and that. Hmm. Well, if it was the shit is so last month, they could be talking more directly about the news. This news is so last month, as opposed to it flatlining. Anyway, we can move on, but uh, I'll just I'll just speak on one more thing, and then I'll and then I'll shut up for a little while. My I, this this line, these set of lines, I just love it. One hundred hands, one million eyes, two bleeding gums. I will survive. It's another reference to death or like life after death, by the way. And then he says that last line's rose colored only for a limited time. It all shifts when you militarize. And I love it. He's like saying like my bleeding gums, my speech in some sense um, will survive. And he was also implying that he has one, that this phenomenon that he is, has 100 hands and 1 million eyes, but only two bleeding gums. And then he says, I'll stick around, but like, that's, that's only a rose color. That's only a nice, rosy thing for a limited time and at one point you'll militarize and then it shifts and it's no longer a rose colored um image there so well i'll stop there for a bit what do you think about this it is a good song he he seems yeah, he's warning about something dire i do think there's something ominous about there they come now you see them yeah there they come now you see them yeah i told you so he's <laughs> telling people and he's told them posthumous posthumously like he seems to be implying that after he dies that's when he'll ascend into a prophet from hell right so mm -hmm. he's, he's being patched in from the astral plane he's a he's a he's this, waves from his shallow grave right yeah yeah and he's he calls him i think he's referring to himself in the line riddler to keep the gate so he mm -hmm. speaks cryptically but whatever the gate is onward to the thing that's that's beyond it probably some kind of treasure something important is there and important in the sense that it'll help people and you know whether that's through their own spiritual journeys like we'll just become spiritually bankrupt as a society and he will be a prophet that helps people for some reason you know go to hell access their shadow we might say mm -hmm. um or whether he means very much in the material world, there will be war and famine and and like a horror show going on. And, and then it's less clear how his music would be helpful. So it seems to me like it has to be a spiritual hmm. dimension, but. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank, I suppose. It, it's cool. And, and he's not, he's not a god from heaven you know he's a god from hell mm, yeah one of his earlier songs said something like um i dress like i dress in nimbus what is it i dress like fingers of light through black nimbus something like that so he dresses like the fingers of light through this dark black cloud he always mixes and matches the um well he really is in the dirt he's in that dark part but he really he also mixes in these um holy aspects or bright aspects as well. Um, one of the darker lines here, just again on this, this tone of being a, well, a seer, because he says, I'm a seer. I could tell you how the curtain descend and maybe, or maybe hint at how it isn't with a circle of friends. So again, he's like saying like, yeah, I, I can sort of tell the future here and look, it's not, <laughs> it's not all roses. 
Um, yeah. And then there's, well, there's these two lines near the end, which I, they seem so tantalizing to me and I don't know what they mean, but I just want to dig in, but I still don't know. I had a vision of a feather on a seasonal wind in the shadow of a gargoyle fleeing the brick. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Do you have any idea? Yeah, it makes me think of a feather floating in the wind, which can sometimes seem kind of meaningful, even though it's probably not, but it twirls around in the air. Mm. And then in the shadow of a gargoyle, so in the shadow of this kind of monstrous stone statue, some kind of cultural thing. Well, and gargoyles fly. And um, yeah, so oh. continue. I just, it yeah, just I mean, now occurred to me. That's right. I mean, it's based on like this kind of demon looking animal that flies, but I'm used to, I mean, we see the gargoyles as statues on top of right. churches and whatnot. That's what I was thinking, especially because mm -hmm. fleeing the brick, almost like fleeing civilization. Yeah. He talks about the, he mentions the brick in a couple of other songs. Um, I do think you're on to the, I think it is about civilization or capitalism or something like that. The touchstone of his, I'm sure there's some meaning there, the brick. There's an earlier line where he says, I don't need money to burn. I need sunsets, purple and mother of pearl. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's I think at the, the end of the first, um, verse and that's actually he says that right after the bit about um, his bad news used to flatline which f feels related there and if i had to interpret the line you just said it's i don't really i don't need these material possessions i need meaningful experiences sunsets at least is, is an experience purple and mother of pearl harder to decode but they're definitely positive um in aspect not sure about purple. I looked up mother of pearl. It's like a type of seashell that wraps around itself. So it's mm. the beautiful thing on the beach. Mm. What well, do you make of the second part of the chorus? I'm going to need you to ease back. No peace oh, out. Yeah. Flee to the evac. Don't be where you be at. I've been looking for a reason to react. Yeah. Yeah, and then I'm going to need you to reset. No plea, no please, no defense. Don't creep in the, in the deep end. Been looking for a reason to see red. Well, it, I guess what it definitely seems like is a message to what the believers, the people who are listening to him. He seems to be directly addressing the listener. I mean, potentially even us um, uh, as part of this collective that he has the ear of. So the first, so it's like, it's like um, two sort of rhyming pieces there. And the first bit of each of those pieces is, I'm going to need you to ease back and I'm going to need you to reset. I've, I've really puzzled over it for a long time. I think it's almost like he's, he's saying like, <laughs> like if there was an attack planned, he's saying call off the attack. I don't, I don't really think that there's like a, um, an attack planned, but he's saying kind of, well, ease back, reset, but he also says, no peace out, flee to the evac. Which it's hard to decode that because what if, depending on what the no is referring to, is it the whole phrase there or just the no peace out? But no peace out, flee to the evac. That would seem to say like, okay, ease back, but don't peace out and flee to the evac. So like stay put, 
but then he says, don't be where you be at. <laughs> so it's a lot of mixed messages there, I suppose. And then he says, don't creep in the deep end. He seems to be, if I could draw anything from that, like cautioning a lack of extreme action. Don't creep in the deep end. That's like a scary thing. Like, don't go, don't do that. Don't be, man, even that falls apart as I, as I try to apply it to the whole thing. Do you it have any seems thoughts like on a it? bunch of contradictions. It seems like he's comfortable contradicting himself, even in the same line, especially like no plea, no pleas, no def, no defense. Mm. He, he, no defense, you know, like he says, no peace out, but then flee to the evac. So it's like, seems like fleeing to an evacuation is peacing out. Mm -hmm. um, and it seems to be a contradiction of like, don't do what I'm doing. Cause he talks like, again and again about going to the underworld you know facing demons facing his own shadow and even in this chorus says i've been looking for a reason to see red so even he still is in this mode of wanting to face all of it and get angry about it mm -hmm. um, while at the same time urging his listener to just do contradictory things it's yeah. not clear at all maybe there maybe he is a writer there was some kind of message, but it really is not clear instructions right now. Yeah, sure. And I also wonder if, I mean, to the extent that this is a, um, what, what's the word, a prophecy or a seeing of the future in any way, um, you know, it could be sort of more instructions for at that time, right? If this if this is all going down and I'm, I told you, you know, here they come now, you see them, yeah, it's like, and well, right after that, he says, okay, I'm gonna need you to ease back. So maybe that maybe the intention is that it will apply more to you know the uh this prophecy being fulfilled in some in some way and then then when and if it's fulfilled then then that would i don't know be more instructive but there's also there's so there's some lines um in the first verse uh he's talking about himself and he says it's just after the line about two unrubbed elbows well in the weeds he says, oh, potpourri of confusing powers all mashed together and shooting outward. Intel gleaned from the Prince of Dark, Scarecrow every 10 for infinity yards. First of all, I just like the idea of Scarecrow every 10 for infinity yards. He's this literally infinite plane of Scarecrows. Like that's part of kind of who he is and how he does things. And then he talks about Intel gleaned from the Prince of Dark. So that's this close association with Satan, I suppose, the devil. And Somehow, I wonder if that part of the chorus is also a threat or a defensive thing, he says. Because if he's saying, don't creep in the deep end, that just reminds me of, I think it was one of the previous couple of songs where he says, I, I have, a, what does he say? Something like, I have sort of tentacles of darkness that it gets a threat to, it gets a threat to stepping out my energy field, something like that. He talks about how he has this, um, this backup of, of something from the underworld and that uh, it can lash out if a threat comes. So I don't know if, if, if there's any connection there, but somehow I, I feel like I want to draw a connection between this bit about Intel Queen from the Prince of Dark and Scarecrow every 10 for infinity yards, this idea that he has an alliance or some kind of can manifest this dark defensive power. And then maybe this chorus can, you know, I mean, if he's in the deep end, he could be warning people don't creep in the deep end, um, especially with, and then I've been looking for a reason to see red and I've, I've been looking for a reason to react. So what do you think of that? Well, yeah, he's, 
he talks about being a prophet, but he also tempers that by saying, he says, I'm the wrong vibration to summon to earth. Mm -hmm. So he may not actually be something that's good for people, right? Like right. we've sort of assumed that a hero will bring something good. He may not actually be saying that, uh, which is odd, but it flips the logic on its head. Normally you want to help people. And he does seem to perhaps want that, but at the same time, he kind of describes himself as this unstoppable force um, like that, that, you know, he's doomsday sort of. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's gathered all this knowledge and now it's shooting out of him. Mm. Um, he doesn't even have a choice. This is my call of duty. Stay all consuming mm. best in show. I'm the worst there is. <laughs> Yeah, and then earlier he says, um, uh, where is it exactly? Something about you can, I'm a, I'm a swarm you can forecast. You can forecast me like a swarm of insects, like war is business. Where is that exactly? I can't find it now, but. I'm a force you could forecast swarming insects who eat all the corn like war is business. Hmm. Yeah, well, shall we move on to the next one? I mean, there's a lot that's good in here, but I think we've pretty much covered the theme. Yeah, definitely. Okay. All righty. So next song is Fixed and Dilated. <laughs> <laughs> 